Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to A Real Creature Feature. My name is Mac. I'm Mike. I'm Dean. That was a that was a that's a long delay. Yeah. <laughs> what were you What were you doing? What were you doing right I'm then? A, I'm assuming you're knitting or something did, like that. I did that on purpose. Oh, oh it was like okay. I'm just gonna hold for a second. Hold, hold for. Thank you. Hold for my applause. I appreciate it. Well, and today, uh, it was gonna be a more of a surprise, but it, hopefully, it's a surprise to uh, some people in the audience that decided not to look it up. We will be talking about. Nunakalive or Nakalive. Now, Mike. Cleavage made of knuckles? Yeah, there we well, go. That's well, all no, I know it'd about be it. More of an Eevee made of knuckles. An, an Eevee, a, a larva made of knuckles. Knuckles made of larva. Gross. Spider's Man. Pretty much. It's, well, it, yeah, it is very. But not creepy. Spider's Man. Now, uh, Michael, what do you know about the Nakalive? Absolutely nothing other than a name. Yeah. I mean,. It was literally a very simple search to do Scottish demon and got that as the second result. So I'm like, that's probably what it is. And then, and then one, and then one Wikipedia picture. I didn't read anything. One, one very dark woodcut of whatever this thing is. How about you, Dean? Did you know anything beforehand? Nothing. Uh, it's not anything similar to uh, knockers in no. uh, Dave. Nope. Very okay. different. Now, uh, Mike, I posted uh, a little excerpt. Would you like to read it? Sure. Where is it? Where at? Oops, oh, I didn't hit enter. You, oh, of course. That's how this works. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> Naklavi is a horse-like demon from Orcadian folklore that combines equine and human elements. The Orkney Islands is an archipelago in the Northern Isles of Scotland, situated off the northern coast of the Isle of Great Britain. The Naklavi is the most malevolent of the demons in and around the Scottish Isles. Without any redeeming characteristics, Naklavis mm -hmm. are strongly are strongly built and stand nearly six feet tall at their horse head and about nine feet at their humanoid head. With a weight of nearly 2,000 pounds, that's a ton forever, he resembles a horse whose legs are part fin-like a fish and a single giant eye, which burns with a red flame. A human with a large head is merged along the back of the horse body like a strange centaur. The most gruesome detail of his appearance is the fact that he has no skin. Black blood courses through yellow veins, and the pale sinews and powerful muscles are visible as a pulsating mass. Some reports claim that he is simply a very large head on two small arms. Nice. With all the other characteristics mentioned above, the Naklive has an aversion to fresh water, and those who are chased by him have only to cross a stream to be rid of him. It is 
also will not come ashore when it is raining. Yeah, uh, there's a strong association with it just being a water demon. Ah. And yeah, so, uh, yeah, Scottish folklore has a lot of different um, creatures that uh, are horse-like and associated with the water, like the Kelpie and stuff like that. That's so, Irish. So, no, so Kelpie's it's a, Scottish. So it's a so it's a saltwater demon, but not a freshwater demon. Yeah. Well, there's freshwater fish and saltwater fish. Yeah, but shockingly, the thing is, if I had no skin, the thing I'd want to avoid is salt. You know. With that, I would just say that it just looks like he doesn't have skin. Maybe that's why he's so angry all the time. He's just like, I have to live in this with no skin. This is the this is the greatest pain I've ever been in. Yeah. Wrong accent. I don't have a Scottish accent. I have no accent. I'm not a voice actor. Yeah, he didn't do an accent. Period. Plus, you're making a lot of assumptions about where the Naklavi come from. I'm making what? the assumptions. It says Scotland, off of the islands of Scotland. So that thing is going to have a Scottish brogue. A very thick one because it's Brad. The Orcadian, Orcadian is probably very thick because that's no, extra north. It's probably got no skin because it uses Scottish spring soap. Finally, he gets to, to bring this up again. And maybe I'll keep it in this time. It's got a spring. It's got rocks and twigs in it. It's not like a Nambi Pambi Irish spring. So bad. Yeah, just yeah. use a uh, um. Ah, oh, crap. What's the what's the soap that has uh pumice in it? Uh, would that be lava? Yeah, that's what oh. I used on my back. Yep, my dad. Yep, my dad used to when we worked at the garage. He used to have a. They used to have a liquid soap that had pumice in it. Yep. So. Uh, same with my dad's shop. Ours is orange out. Same with my dad's. Yep, that stuff got a lot off, and it may, and it uh, exfoliated your skin very well. Yes, it did. You could call it exfoliation. Well, it did. It did its job. It got you clean. Sandpaper exfoliates too. Yes, it does. Uh, but so yeah, our creature today is the Nukalevi, and it's yeah a giant horse demon thing with a human attached. The the Nukali centaur. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is an akin to it. Uh, so then you're like, oh, well, then I guess this is basically like a centaur. I was like, well, no, because it still only has four legs, but it has, does have two arms, but it has two different heads and a different two different spinal cords. So I was like trying to fit. So like it popped in my head. I'm like, oh, I actually have a good example of how this could be possible because it's something not very similar like at all. Uh actually exists like this. No, can't yep. be. Yep. How dare you? The anglerfish. Woof. Oh, that? Do you know how the anglerfish uh, reproduce? Oh, I absolutely know how the anglerfish oh, yeah. We, we are all well aware of how the anglerfish mates. I think we've mentioned it before. Yeah. yeah the, now, the it's not is... all of them, but uh, there are, uh, there's a, like a couple species of them that the males basically are uh, parasites that attach themselves to the female and uh, what was the word? It uh, the word it did it is uh, parabio it... no parabiosis, which this is like a laboratory technique technique used to physical in physiological research uh, derived from the Greek word blah blah blah. Technique involves surgically conjoining two living creatures so that they have like a like circulatory system and everything else. Basically, uh, conjoined twins. Yeah. 
But yeah, in this I'm... sense, it's they merge together rather than uh, they're just two eggs that didn't separate. I, I have a lot of concerns about the implication of this now. Male goes up to the angler, female angler fish, bites onto her, digests his face and his brains and everything, and they're surgically attached. And now she just has a bag of testy attached. Yes, pretty much. And uh, hey, so, lady. yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, anglerfish are fish. Um, um they are. Oh, that's bo- good. We're done. They're fish. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. They are bony fish named for the characteristics of you know the protuberance that glows, um, uh, luminescence. Uh, the some anglerfish are notable for their extreme sexual dimorphism and sexual uh, symbiosis of small males and much larger females. In these species, human or males are several, sometimes several. Orders of magnitude smaller. Yes, they are. Yeah. Question. Uh, yeah. Is it, uh, do the female anglerfish have anything to stop them from having multiple males attach themselves to? Uh, kind of. Um, because that's the thing about it is there are actual species where there can be up to eight. Wow. Yeah. Up uh, to eight males attached to a female? Yes. I just wanted to, uh, so sexual dimorphism is the care, uh, condition where sexes of the same species exhibit different morphological characteristics, particular characteristics, characteristics not directly involved in reproduction. So it's basically like, you know, how birds, like a lot of times the males are way more You got your mallard duck who is a little bit more colorful. You got the female duck is more drab brown yeah. to hide. but then you look at alligators there's no way of telling the difference uh i it was like alligators crocodiles and it was like the only way you can tell is like there's a slit on the underside and you have to stick your finger up there and like that's the only way to tell oh interesting yeah Sharks, um, you gotta figure out if they got two or two uteruses one vagina i don't think they have two uteruses yeah uh, there's a certain shark species that has two uteruses but i said alligators film. and crocodiles yeah, and then I jumped to sharks. Did Stop I not jumping say to sharks? sharks. Stop, Stop no, jumping didn't. the shark. But they have video where they filmed a shark pup swimming between the two uterus. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, some anglerfish, like those of the Creatididae or sea devils, employ an unusual mating method uh, because individuals are locally rare. So it's like, you got to think about it. It's the whole ocean in a very dark area so it's like how are you gonna find each other when it's time for mating so it's just like oh the moment one male finds a female awesome we're together forever literally conjoined and so once that we're joined get... i don't need to think about a goddamn thing exactly so, so his digestive system is gone everything's gone yeah once uh, it was like when scientists first uh, captured the ceratoids um anglerfish they noticed that all the species were female and they're like what because they were like this one looks like x so they're like oh so this is a species wait a second they're all female that's weird and then they caught this other smaller fish and they're like oh this is the male of the species yeah and yeah because otherwise because once you're attached you're just one big gonad yeah and so i was like this is the only example in nature where i'm like where could where te- they technically technically have like two heads, but in the sense of uh lanternfish or anglerfish, the males lose their. But still, like that would be very interesting. I thought that would be really kind of cool. Where it's like, 
the sexual dimorphism, they do look drastically different. One's a bipedal and one's a quadrupedal creature. Or maybe they could both be quadrupedal. Um, and then when they merge, the male, uh, based off this, the male would be the one that's riding the female just because horses are way bigger than he. Mm -hmm, so yeah. this is something that's human-sized merging with something that's horse-sized. If you go off yeah. that. Yeah, but I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you're not supposed to feel good about it. Uh, I'm, I I have a lot of I have strong opinions about this this ver this uh, human centipede human horsepede. So you're saying the male would be the human part? Yeah, and in the, the sense would... in the sense just to follow the same um, idea because also if it's a something humanoid, then the lower part where the gonads are are merging in with the female. Oh, so it potentially would be the female glomping onto that and then uh, surgically merging themselves together. No, I said the male was the human part. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I'm know why you said glomping. Glomping, meaning using a... The male would have to jump on top of the female. That's yeah, why I was like... But that's not what the female means. could come up... Glomping. The female would use... Okay. In my brain... I am equating it to the anglerfish. The male anglerfish attaches himself to the female. In this instance, seeing as the male would be the part that the female would want, it would be the female who would glomp, use its mouth parts to surgically attach itself to the no. male. Why wouldn't it be that way? Because they'd have two heads. The horse head still exists. There's no glomping. It still could be glomping. It but, could be a second. It could be a second orifice that's specifically meant for sexual attachment. And that so a vagina. Have, no, Ooh, nothing would come out of it. Then that was the vagina. But that's what I'm like. You're the word glomping. How you're uh, using it sounds like mah with a mouth. It would still be a mouth-like thing. So the, an open wound on the back. Yes, and it. It's not like. I would say that it would be a better idea if the male second the male had a mouth on the bottom of its uh, in the groinal area than if it had a female had a mouth on its back. Because the way that you had described it a minute ago sounded more like the female was after the gonad. Well, but it, they're because technically, yes, they're going after the gonads, but they're not going in the in this sense they're not really going after them because that makes it sound more predatory in this it's just like they just come together and then then they merge and they don't lose but they are independent like thinking creatures rather than one stays thinking and the other loses its head no i don't like that. i don't like that. because yeah uh copy there cuz yeah if you look at it it's the bottom of the torso uh right under the stomach is on merges into the top of the horse-like creature. So that's why I was like, I wouldn't use the term glomping. This one also gives it like some of the leg muscles, it looks like. What's the point? It's just you're in there. Yeah. I, I assume I assume you just I assume it's just like a Tauntaun scenario. You just you just get in that back and then you move on. Yeah. There could be a lot of uh things where it's like, oh the male has a sharp nail so it can cut open each end and then like merge somehow like that. I don't know. Now, would this be an all new human? Would this be like an all new human? Like, would we have to be, we'd have to be inherently different in some ways to be part of this, obviously. Well, the way that this picture looks like, it could be that it's got, 
it's a human torso with like a split fish fins that would wrap and then it would emit uh it would um not emit but exude a, a digestive Excrete. enzyme that excrete yeah, uh the fins on the inside would have um excrete a digestive juice that while it healed it would meld together they're not humans they're mermaids yeah well yeah they kind of are in the sense that because that was one of the things about them is that they were ocean faring creatures so they could do this in the water they were mammalian mermaids and now they're this yeah uh in the show uh ruby they had a great they introduced one of the characters or one of the monsters the grim was a Nuklevi. And uh, yeah, the thing was terrifying when I first saw it. I was like, oh. What is there an animal that we know of out there that has translucent skin that you would see the muscling underneath? I don't or... know about muscling, but uh, there are actually a lot of transparent fish that you can see like their bones and organs. Yeah, but nothing that hmm. I know of that you would only see through the epidermis and not... Uh, most of the translucent stuff is just see-through as much as possible. Even the muscle are translucent. So I didn't know if there was an animal that you could see through the epidermis and still see all the muscles. Uh, looks like there might be a frog, but you can see, but it looks like it's uh, more, you can still see the organs better. Uh, da, da, da. Huh. Butterfly has translucent wings. Jellyfish. Oh, there is a fun fact: the translucent animal, a big skate. Big skate. A big sp skate is a raha bino. Oh, I can't pronounce it. It's a oh big skate. I was gonna say it looks like a yeah, it looks like a ray. Yeah, so that kind of has uh, because I can't see all the way through, but it looks like I can see the muscles more than anything. And then yeah, there's a oh a glass frog. But yeah, that would be a better idea where it says like translucent skin rather than no skin because you kind of need the skin to protect yourself. Thanks, I hate it. The most most of the time, you know, if it's got translucent skin, then it's got translucent muscles so that you're not seeing much yeah, of it. Yeah, easier to see. Oh, there is also a, a species of fish uh, that has a translucent skull. Which we've talked about before during the... Oh, and more on that from the previous episode. Its eyes don't just stare up. Their, oh. uh, their eyes actually have like a full 90 degree rotation so they can see in front of themselves. So the whole, you know, you've got the, you've got the top part that's clear, but the eyes will actually swivel to look straight up or they can look straight forward. So it's a full 90 degrees that it can rotate versus us where our eyes only can look up like a 30 degrees. Yeah, not that but much. But that was just something I had re-listened to one of our previous episodes where we talked about the barrel fish. And then I had recent, there's a uh, girl, uh, there's a woman on YouTube um, and she has a bunch of deep sea uh fish videos and she talked about the barrel fish and how it actually can see straight up in front of it because its mouth is still horizontal yeah it's in front so yeah it's still so it can eat 
There's also a species of um, lizard. Well, not a species. There's actually a bunch of them. But there's a family of lizards that are slowly developing a third eye on the top of its head. And learn chakras? Yes. Basically, it's just a light-sensitive pad that's on the top of their head. But it is, you know, the beginnings of a third eye. Because that's basically what probably how eyes started in general. Neat. Yeah. All it can really tell is if it's night or day, so it can see shadow. It's night. It's day. It's yeah. night. It's day. Koala time. Food, not food. Yeah, but it's all. It's one of those things that I've always tried to see if I could ever. Like, I'm trying to imagine. Like, try try to imagine what the world would look like if you could see uh, the sides of your head. And like, you know, it's hard to do because we can't do it. But then also try to see if like how what what would the world look like if we could see. Nine, like you know, an increased ninety degrees of our vision. Well, and it's hard. Kind of, wouldn't it kind of look like? Just as a thought, um, wouldn't it kind of look like uh, one of those like convex? Wouldn't it look like one of those convex concave mirrors that they have like at the grocery store? Yeah, where it's like you can see so like you can see it, but it's like some of it's like really widened out as you get to the edge. Yeah. And yeah, it, but it's also like because we don't have a frame of reference for all this stuff. So it's like, w- could you focus on anything if you saw that? Or would it be uh, just all blurry and everything else? Uh, it's give and take. So the moment you like get wider of area of vision, the worse your visions are going to be probably. Well, I mean, it's kind of like look at our own peripheral vision. You know, the further you're trying to look on the periphery, the worse it is for us to see it. I imagine it's got to be pretty close to that. I mean... Unless you want to really get freaky and go with the, uh, go with that, chame- go with that chameleon approach where it's just like, oh yeah, that yeah, I just trying to imagine that my brain hurts, <laughs> or eyes in the back of your head. What would that look like, or feel like? How would you observe that? Well, ah, it's in concept. Well, you'd have to have, again, you'd have to have a brain set that could register the idea of what that is. Yeah, yeah. Forward looking. What if it's that? What if? Just the thought process. What if you could shut your front eyes and then look out the back eye, but you couldn't do both at the same time? For human brains, I think that would be the only approach that we could do, just because, you know, wiring. But if we evolved to have that, it would be probably... Then you wouldn't have the... You wouldn't necessarily have the issue if you were evolved with it. But then would you need to rotate your neck? Probably not. Well, you'd have to do a little bit just to, like, try and get a better view of stuff, like, again, to the left and right of what's being. Yeah, yeah, you'd have, well, you, but, but you, you wouldn't would need, need... motion. Now, what it would be also interesting with this one, like, do we want to have, well, no, never mind. We would have to have that, yeah, it's one, well, is one brain dominant over the other, or is, are they both basically conjoined twins, where it's like, well, we have to work together no matter what. Well, even there, it's like, I like to think the horse brain is in control because that's the thing that's causing it needs more. In a lot of cases, the movement portion of things would be easier through the horses. And then when it comes time to attack, you know, it can just be like, okay, if other arms are needed, then it's time to get, you know, necessarily like the one picture with the pole arm time to get stabby or time to get clawy with my, you know, with my human bits at the top. Yeah. That's where, that's where I think it, it would make more logical sense that the horse is in more command than the human port. Yeah. Because yeah, we don't have an analog for this. So we have no idea how it could communicate or not communicate. Cause uh, it was, what was it? Uh, 
Oh, I, I was watching um, Roanoke Gaming because they were talking about Attack the Block. And uh, for those who don't know Attack of the Block, basically aliens, uh, an alien comes and it is female and it like sprays John Boyega with pheromones to which then all the males are then attacked to him. No, it's a female. I thought the one that the smaller one that they attacked. Yeah, it was a female. That was a female. Um, and that that's the thing about it is like because that's how a lot of animals communicate is through pheromones and everything else because they can't talk. Because so humans, we still have pheromones, but we don't really have the uh, processing power to actually perceive the same things. Like we can't. A smell is not going to make you horny. You will. You can have a smell that you find attractive, but it's not going to activate saying, hey, it's time to mate. They already can join. Do they really need to worry about that anymore? But that's it. Yeah, I was like, would it wouldn't be probably pheromones, but it could still be depending on how intelligent would be. And since they're just ravenous monsters, probably not overly intelligent. So it's like there could still be a hormone triggers and everything else that they do. They can communicate because, yeah, it's like otherwise like, hey, dear, could you move, uh, please? Because in the sense, you know, they're a married couple, which would be a very interesting aspect of it where they're like a, a, a bickering married couple just walking in the woods. What if, what if it is just a conjoined combo like human part just has like no control over leg parts and horse part is just like. No, we're going over here now. And human parts like, no, I don't want to go to there. But the horse parts like, no, you don't get to decide that for me. Yeah. Uh, which is basically like a horse anyway. <laughs> yeah. I was just wondering that once they become attached, if it becomes something of a hive mind. Yeah, but that's the thing is, how does that work in real life? I don't know. The neurological pathways aren't complete. And then part of why they meld together is a... the problem with that idea is that um that's a lot of meat going between those two brains so they wouldn't be so uh it's it our nerve ending our nerves respond really fast but it's not light lights it still takes like a millisecond from the top from your toes to your brain that's why uh our we have the autonomic nervous system so that's the whole if you you know hit somebody in the knee their knee jerks that is because the response goes to our spinal cord and then they're like, oh, re react so that it doesn't have to waste the time going from our knee to our brain and back down. Well, that's the that was my other thought was like the brain doesn't have to be up top. I mean, it has to be human like in look, but it, the brain doesn't have to be up there since part of its biology is that it eventually gets melded together. The brain could be closer to the center of the torso. And the same thing for the horse. The horse head doesn't have to be as horsey. And the brain doesn't necessarily have to be at the front. It could be closer to where they join. Yes, you could technically have a brain not in the place where our brains are. But that's the thing is then it, well, besides it already has taken a drastically different um evolutionary pathway but it would be even more drastic because look at everything on our most everything on our, our planet most things have a brain where their head is and if you say like oh then it starts migrating well that means that its skull 
isn't enclosed and we kind of have an enclosed skull to protect it. So we would, it would be hard to say that it, the brain migrates to somewhere that's not as protected. So you would have to have that. It has armor in its chest. Well, now look at it. It's got, it's got like 50 pounds of muscle. It's got like, it's weighs a ton and it's got like 500 pounds of musculature right there in that shoulder area. That seems yeah. pretty well. As far as anywhere goes, that's about as well protected as it's going to get, I think. Yeah. Because it's got shoulder blades, mermaid fins, and it's got a lot there. It, that yeah. actually works for me. Dean, you did it. Congratulations, buddy. Because the description that you gave of the head, all the head would have to have is just a yellow eye because it was a cyclop. Yeah, one, one big red eye. So why? Oh, yeah, because the veins are yellow. Yeah, the veins are Black blood, yellow veins. Yep, and one red eye. And every, so far, every picture I have seen has definitely shown this thing with two, like, it feels like it should have two eyes. Yeah, Because it's definitely, like, like, because it's always in profile, and then, why is it in profile? Why wouldn't it have one eye right in the center, like we have with the idea of the Cyclops? Yeah, um... But I mean, other than the fact that it's a demon, but you know, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, demons don't have to uh, live by our rules in the same concept. Yeah. Now, demons are they fey in nature? That's that's a real complicated uh, idea. Uh, So, depending on the lore and the stories that you go with, what is a demon? It's like, is a demon like actually something that's from hell, or is it just a creature that um, is from? somewhere else that's well, not our plane of existence yeah. but that it has a more malevolent malevolent um idea uh, like way of approaching yeah. it's like that a demon i mean we'll define malevolence also though i guess because uh I mean, finding have, like, joy in other people's pain well i do that all the time i don't see the problem here maybe you should look in inwards Oops. that sounds that sounds terrible why would i do <laughs> that but i mean like I mean, tieflings are considered demonish. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, tieflings are. I'm not gonna say demon adjacent because yeah, they're demon spawn. Yeah, depending on um, the the version that you're talking about, because in one version, I think it was like yeah, somewhere down the uh, line, they had an ancestor that was a demon, and then a, later it was just like oh no, it was just a random mutation that can just happen. Yeah. So it's just like, whoa, wait, but, but yeah, like I said, with like the Fae, depending on what lore you're talking about, it can either be a spirit of something and uh, rather than it being from just a creature from a different. Now, is there any, like, I mean, what makes these creatures appear supposedly? Is there any sort of an idea of what makes them like why what would they go them... after people or why are they yeah, or why are they even there in the first place? Because, you know, usually you have to do something to gain its ire. You know? um, duh, 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 duh. Uh, I think it's just because um, S&G's. And I don't mind the concept of S&G's, but then there's no morality lesson to this. S&G's? Shits and grins. Yeah, shits and giggles. Oh, OK. Depending on where it comes from, because so. This is one of those things, too, is like there might be a connection between these things and like other horse like demons. Because like, yeah, why does the Kelpie drown people? And it's like the the order. But these stories aren't that it's like, oh, 
you should be afraid of these creatures. It's like, no, you should be afraid of the water because the water's going to kill you because it can. Yeah. So he was just giving a anthropomorphized version of the water, if anything. Look, look, if a dolphin, if dolphins could get a hold of me, it would choose to drown me. I'm well aware of this. Yeah. So it's, yeah, just that. It's, it doesn't need a reason because it's a monster. And for stories, monsters don't need a reason because if they have a reason, then we humanize them and then therefore they're less scary. Well, in so some cases, ha- it's, yeah. You know, like what is what what's the scarier serial killer the random type or the methodical planning out type well for me it's the methodical planning out type because then i'm still scared of it yeah because the random it's like you can't do anything about it yeah oh for me it's always been the question of who are you scared of michael or jason versus uh the alien Ghost. Yeah, because, yeah, the alien's just doing what it does because that's what its instincts are telling. Michael and Jason, they're doing it because... You had sex before marriage. Well, for Jason, it was uh, you were having sex rather than watching me, so therefore I hate it. For Mike Myers, doesn't have much of, like, revenge motive because... It depends on which storyline you want to go with. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, I'm one. going with the original, where it's like, oh, uh, well, Doctor Loomis is like original, and then there's the one where after after movie four, it was oh, he's actually going after her because she's part of his family. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with one and two. Ah, no, yeah, reason. where Doctor Loomis was just like he's just evil. There's no heart behind those eyes. He's just. They're just black eyes, like a shark's eyes. Nah. But yeah, and so yeah, that's the thing thing with this is like we've had that fascination forever. It's yeah, what's more scary, a random act of God or a dude that is like, I'm coming for you particularly. Well, honestly, it will always be the dude I'm coming after you particularly because for me, I can't stop a random act. But when the person says, when you least expect me, expect me, guess what? I don't know when I'll be, I don't know when I'll lower my expectations, but eventually I will drop them and then they'll be there to get me. Yup. Who knows when that day's coming? The It Follows demon is coming after me. I don't know when it will get here, but it will get here. Oh, that's a, yeah, you want to know what's scary? It Follows. That's scary. Any of the horror movies, it's always very puritanic. The kids are going to get punished. Yeah. Oh, if they, if they, did sex and smoked the marijuana. Okay, so yeah, we have a giant horse creature with uh, an attached torso and scary arms. Gross. That we'll say has translucent skin, just be so it doesn't, you know, so it could still have like its muscles just don't slide out. Yeah, it's a it's a nice casing, and yeah, basically a weird anglerfish variant. Yeah, Oof. I don't, I don't know. It's just and that's cool but what the i was just like where those fins make me think of something that i've seen and i couldn't think of it and then it made me think oh the alien from life oh where it started out like a single cell organism and multiplied and then um after they kept on electrocuting it it uh, it grabbed onto the hand inside of a glove and he tried to pull his hand out and then it wrapped him it spread apart wrapped in between each of the fingers and broke it 
and then grabbed the uh, broken electrocutor and cut through the plastic. But when it got bigger, it had more of those fins so that it, you know, could wrap around and make a tight seal around it. So I'm like, oh, those fins could actually be more of a forceful grab onto the female and then have a tighter seal to do that whole digestive enzymes to uh, meld together better. I was kind of thinking of also like uh, Ursula-like creature, where it's like a, a octopus body, and then that's the male, where it kind of that's how it kind of wraps around it, Ooh. because then you're not really getting rid of the bones of the legs. But then again, it's like... I mean, it, it really is. It depends, like... Does how does this thing even like combine? Like how does the yeah. how does the angler fish like how do the males they attach? Bite they bite yeah. on and then they digest their face and okay it, and it heals together and I, I'm going with I'm going with uh, I'm going with again just dig in you know maybe there's maybe there's just a mouth back on this horse just you know the mermaid hops in you know digest down and then gets gra and then like the outer edges of the musculature just gets grafted to the horse parts. Who knows? Who knows? We're making this up as we go along. It's all bullshit. Exactly. That's why I was just like, eh. I, I was, I didn't want, I didn't really care about the nuts and bolts about how it happens. Cause it was like, it, it doesn't matter. Cause I'm like, you could just come up with any kind of idea with it. I just wanted to give it the idea of, well, here's an example in nature of something oh, that does something very similar. Yeah, yeah. Except for the anglerfish, it's too far away to kill me. I'm not going to be near an anglerfish ever. Well, yeah. it's, a, it's well, not you, like there would couldn't. be because it'd be it's deep. You'd yeah. be dead. Well, unless I was in Metalocalypse and I needed to go record my metalist album ever from the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Hogan. Oh, it's called Mermaider. Mermaid, 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 mermaid. What was that uh, B horror movie where they? Uh, had a rock concert in an airplane, but it God, did not I... look like it. But it was, you know, they filmed in a studio, and you could tell, and it did not look like it was an actual airplane. Like you could tell there were cement floors in it and whatnot. Um, was it was it a rock concert? Was it they were recording a music video in the airplane? I thought it was just. A music I thought video. it was a rock concert, and then they, uh. He, the rock rock star, had a twin. Turbulence three, heavy metal. Okay, we need to do turbulence four. Yeah, <laughs> Tur turbulence four down in the Marianas Trench. Oh, uh, yeah. That would <laughs> oh, come on, we already have real life. Come on, we could do that. Just make sure that we don't use our carbon fiber sub, and it will be fine. It'll be fine. Joe Montana was in it. Yes. And Rutger Hauer? Yes, baby. Yes. It's it's amazing. Turbulence 3 Heavy Metal is as like I know exactly what thanks you're talking to Red about. Letter, thanks to Red Letter Media. Yep. It's oh the Turbulence movies are so bad. Uh so no, because I found it it was uh one of the things that's uh, called uh obligate parasite re reproduction of the angler of the family of uh Cerati um, in which circulatory systems of the male and female unite completely without attachment males 
of males to females, the endocrine functions cannot mature. The individuals fail if the if the individuals will fail to develop properly and die young without reproduction. Sad Christmas. But yeah, it's like it's literally like no, they can't. It's uh like some of those. It's like some seeds that they have to be in a forest fire to actually yeah. germinate. Oh, interesting. So, so what you're saying is that nature is weird. Yes, that's one of our t-shirts that we were thought thought. Oh, biology. Uh, it's uh everything's a miracle. <laughs> nature is a mer- Nature is the real miracle. Biology is weird. And oh god, what was the what was the other one? Because we have one last time. I don't have to go back because I know it's in the because I know I have it saved. If, if it's not directly in the episode, it's saved. Okay, so next next time, what should we talk about? I don't know. I I barely think about anything anymore. I'm so I'm so out of it. I'm still thinking about Turbulence Three right now. And you were right; it was a concert. It was a live concert being broadcast on the internet. So you were right. I would have a horrible yeah. time doing that. Yeah. In 2001. Yeah, I know. It sounds like sounds like a bad idea, but that's how Look, we that we grew up in the age of the net and hackers. Everything looks so much cooler on the internet back then. True. All right, but what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Dean, what do you want to talk about next week? The knocker. The knocker. Knocker. The knocker. Knocker. That's a breast spray, isn't it? Don't No, don't do Save Search on. Save Search on. No, I uh I was just na- naming the uh, next the file uh, oh, yeah. no boob jokes <laughs> it's too late they're already happening the brain is already the the gears are turning absolutely it's happening i can't you wait can go with the cornish name of it a yes. court uh cornish and devon folklore uh also uh the american ver- variant is tommy knocker oh one of them guys yeah. not stephen king's testicle tommy knocker fine yeah. with rotating oh. teeth that was a weird switch out to doug and see if he wants to join us on this one sure all right cool well then i will get this edited and it will be up and people can enjoy it in a couple of weeks but Hopefully. tell your friends tell your tell friends you. tell your enemies tell your friends enemies just start yelling it at people at, on the on the street but nicely we want yeah, people nice, to actually listen a nice yell. business cards throw them at people this Potentially this being our potentially this being our first live stream episode is going to make me so happy. This will make me very happy if we can if I can pull this off. All right, bye. Bye. Okay. Good night. Bye. A Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together. We're getting on a plane in a, we're getting on a plane in 2 months, Dean. I am I'm getting nervous cuz they're talking about how now because of climate change, like turbulence is more frequent. Oh yeah, 100%.
Like it's actually making me very nervous to fly. Eh, look, it's fine. Look, as long as it's not one of those new planes that they haven't given rigorous tests to. Yeah. Oh no, we're getting in. A, we're getting on one of those little tiny ones because we're flying Alliance. So we're getting in essentially the same thing we got on when we flew Spirit. See, those are tested. Yeah. Look. But it was the the funny thing was, and granted, we're not on the same flight path that this one was, but um, there was an Allegiant flight that had such terrible turbulence. And the problem was it came on so suddenly that no one was prepared and it apparently knocked almost knocked out a stewardess. Uh, One of the flight attendants, like it jolted them so hard that they actually hit the ceiling. I'm like, ah, don't say that. I will not like it's only a two and a half hour flight. I will hold it for two and a half hours. Or else they can just clean my seat afterwards. I don't care anymore. It's yeah. yeah. I I don't. I've been in so many planes over the years. It's just I I don't get bothered by it. I to the point that it's just um I will just like I've only had one pl- flight ever where I'm like, well, I'm gonna need some dramaline. I I will say this. I don't have a problem with the flight itself. Once you're at a cruising altitude, I am a happy camper. You know, rarely do we like. Even like when there's turbulence, I'm a happy camper, but it's the it's that takeoff and the landing that always gets me every time. I've fallen asleep going up. I've fallen asleep going down. I (laughs) I couldn't. It's just it. It it just it freaks me out. The New York trip. That one I had passed out and I only woke up because I could hear the water bottle. Yeah. (laughs) Crushing and decrushing. Yeah. Due to the air pressure. Yeah. And that's that the was... only reason I woke up when Wisconsin. Again. Yeah, I know. He was out. He was out that entire flight. Granted, again, only three hours, but still, he was out that entire flight. 